Hello, and welcome to In Your Midst. I'm Mariah Fisher, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me today. I am super excited about today's episode. It's the second official episode of In Your Midst, and the topic today is actually about financial miracles, and particularly one that I experienced in my own life a few months ago. So I can't wait to get started. So like I had mentioned before, this episode is about financial miracles and breakthrough. Um, As far as this topic goes, this is not something that I had had much experience with in my own life. I had heard of financial miracles happening for people um, and where God had really came through at the last minute when people have been in need, but that is not something that I had ever experienced in my own walk with the Lord until about four months ago. So to kind of give you the backdrop, um, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri for 19 years and ended up going to nursing school in Springfield, Missouri and graduated May 2018 and started working in a neurotrauma ICU right out of college in Springfield. And so I worked really hard for almost a year there and learned so much and it was a great opportunity to learn and grow in my nursing experience and truly I had no no plan to leave. Um, my family all lives in Missouri for the most part and so I thought I would probably at least work there for a couple years before I even thought about relocating or anything like that. Um, but the Lord had other plans for me and he started talking to me about a church down in Dallas, Texas that Uh, He just started growing my heart for called Upper Room, and he had promised me that I would eventually be a part of that uh, church. And so I had that promise stored away with many confirmations and words of knowledge and and all sorts of things that he had given me um, that I knew I would eventually step into one day, and that would be my reality. But I put it on the shelf because the timing wasn't right when I graduated from nursing school. So I stayed in Missouri and was working, and the Lord had a lot of other things in mind for my time right out of college, and it was really good, um, and I was happy where I was at. And so I had gotten off orientation in the hospital and was, um, on my own as far as taking care of patients. And for those of you that don't know what a neurotrauma ICU is, it's basically um, the part of the hospital where really, really sick people go. Um, Anything from motorcycle accidents to gunshot wounds to strokes, um, you name it, we probably had seen it. And so it was a pretty stressful job, but very rewarding and really great opportunities for ministry as far as families and patients go. And so I was just um, serving at the church in Springfield and working nights in um, then in November of last year, so that would have been 2018, I guess. Uh, I felt prompted by the Lord to reach out to my old boss from a ministry I used to work at called Sky Ranch, and um, I felt like Holy Spirit told me to call her and ask her about job positions and so that was weird because I had a job and I didn't really understand why Uh, he asked me to do that but I just decided to be obedient and I figured maybe 
you know, they needed someone to fill a spot for a week in the summer. Um, Sky Ranch is a youth camp for kids. Um, it's a really wide range of ages, but it's in Texas, and I had worked there before, and so they need nurses during the summer, um, during the different sessions of camp. And so I figured I would probably just volunteer for a week. So I ended up calling my boss and just saying, hey, I know this is super odd, but um, I feel like Holy Spirit told me to ask you this, and so I just felt like I was supposed to call you. And she was pretty surprised, um, and she told me the only thing weirder than the fact that you just called me is that she had already recruited nurses for the entire summer, but there was one spot left that she was not able to fill uh, for the life of her, she said, and she had prayed that morning, the same day I called her that morning, and asked the Lord to bring someone in to fill it, um, and it ended up being a job in Colorado that was a three-month nursing contract um, full-time at their one of their Colorado camps, and uh, it was a leadership camp for uh, 17-year-old high school kids, um, and she just offered me the job on the spot, and it was super unexpected. I had no idea that that was coming. And so I, she offers me the job and just told me, you know, no pressure, but just pray about it and let me know. And so I really felt convicted by the Lord that it was him and that he was asking me to quit my job and go, um, which was bizarre. It was not by the book. It's not what they teach you to do as far as building your nursing career or resume, but I knew that it was God. And so I quit my job in May of 2019 and moved out to Colorado for three months. And when that contract was over, um, I felt prompted by the Lord to go ahead and move to Dallas, Texas. And so I'm currently in Dallas, Texas, um, living here and going to Upper Room and just living in a lot of promises that God had made to me. Um, I didn't know when we're going to come to pass. Uh, and so it's a really beautiful story. There's obviously more details, but that has kind of uh, been my life. So since the end of August, I have been in Dallas, Texas, um, and it is a lot different um, than Springfield, Missouri. There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of skyscrapers. There's a lot of people. Um, it's just a lot different than anything that I'm used to, but it's definitely where God has asked me to be. And so as far as the financial breakthrough that I have experienced over the past four months, there's been a lot of stories uh, that I cannot fit into one podcast, but I just want to tell you the very first one that kind of started this trend of of God teaching me about his nature as provider. Um, and so in this episode, I'm going to tell you one miracle story. And then in episodes to come, I'm going to tell you a lot more. Um, so kind of to give you context, I moved down here without a job and I felt like the Lord had told me to not apply for jobs and not look for jobs while I was in Colorado. And that's super unlike me because I like to have my ducks in a row and I love to plan and be prepared. Uh, and every time I, I prayed about it, I just had no peace. And I really felt like the Lord had just told me, you know, be in Colorado while you're in Colorado and I'll take care of you once you get to Dallas. And so I came to Dallas with no job and was just trusting that the Lord's timing, you know, 
was right and that I wasn't going to try to get ahead of him and I knew he had a plan for me here because he wouldn't have called me here if he didn't and so um, I had to pay my September rent so I moved on August 23rd and so a week went by and my September 1st rent was due here in Dallas and it is not cheap living down here Um, so I was not necessarily worried about that just because I was planning on getting my last paycheck from Sky Ranch from the summer Um, and so I was waiting for that to come through and it never did and so I had to look into it and contact um, my boss from Sky Ranch and just ask her what was going on and and I guess something had been messed up with the payroll Uh, and so she told me that I wasn't going to get paid for another two weeks and that would have been okay if I had a job, but I didn't. Uh, and so I started to panic and, um, it, it just kind of spiraled into a lot of fear and me feeling like, Lord, you called me here. How could you let something like this happen? You know? Uh, and so I was nervous about it because I needed to pay rent and I was relying on that money and I didn't have it and I wasn't going to have it in time to pay my rent and I had just moved down here and so um at the time one of my friends was visiting uh because of the Bethel Heaven Come conference that happened this past August uh and so I had a friend that was staying with me at the time and so I was kind of confiding in her just telling her, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do if God doesn't do something because I have rent due and I don't, I don't have the resources. And so she told me, or she asked me, have you prayed and asked God for what you need? And I kind of just looked at her and I think I responded in a way of just trying to explain, I think so. I mean, I think I have asked him to provide, but I don't know if I have specifically, you know, gotten down to the amount of money, like number wise. And so she was like, well, I'm going to leave you to it. I'm going to get in the shower and I want you to pray specifically, like do the math and know exactly how much you need and ask God for it because he did call you down here and he is a provider and he can totally take care of this. And so she gets in the shower and I get along with the Lord. And to be honest with you, it was super uncomfortable just because I had always been taught to not um, use God like a vending machine or, you know, I didn't want it to seem like the prosperity gospel or something that wasn't right. And so I was kind of nervous to ask God for money. That just seemed weird to me. And I know that he cares about my needs. It wasn't that, that I didn't think he cared, but I just, it just felt uncomfortable for me. I had never done that. And so I just came before the Lord and kind of told him that and was like, I, I'm not, my heart is not that I'm trying to get rich. My heart is that you called me here and I don't have what I need and I need your help. And so um, I did the math and I needed at least $900 to pay rent and just meet the the bills. Uh, but I also didn't have a bed or really much of anything when I moved down here. And so I asked in total for $1,500 uh, 
because he's the God of abundance, but I, I really needed my, my immediate need was $900. And so it was really uncomfortable. But what God showed me in that was, Hey, you're a daughter, right? Like you're my daughter and I'm your father. And when a father tells you that, that they are going to provide for you and that they're going to protect you and they call you to go somewhere and do something, uh, it's okay to ask me for things. And so I really learned a lot about my identity in that moment with him of just understanding, like, it's not wrong to come to your father and ask for things. Just like a little girl, you know, she expects that there's going to be food on the table and clothes on your back and that her dad's going to provide for her and she's just a child and it's not her job, you know? And so he just taught me a lot about um, what that looks like as far as being a daughter to a king and just the reality of who I am to him um, and who I am in the kingdom. And so I prayed that prayer and that was in the morning. And then later on that evening, we were standing in line for the Heaven Come conference. And I randomly got a text from one of my friends asking if I had a Venmo account. And I immediately thought that I owed them money. And so I (laughs) just yield to fear automatically and and I'm thinking to myself, great, you know, I forgot to pay them and I don't even have enough money to pay rent and just started going down this trail of negativity. And um, I so I, I responded and said, yes, I do. I told them what it was. And then they didn't really text me back right away. So I just put my phone back in my pocket and then I pulled it out maybe five or 10 minutes later and this person had Venmoed me exactly $900. And I almost just fainted right there. (laughs) So I end up calling them and asking them, you know, what in the world are you doing? Why did you do that? And they just explained to me that they were praying for me and that they felt like the Lord told them to do that. And they did not know my situation. They didn't know that I had, that was the exact amount that I needed or had asked for. And I have never felt so seen and loved by the Lord uh, in that way. And it was truly insane. Insane. I, I don't really, I didn't know how to respond in the moment. And sometimes I, I know that it happened, but sometimes it's so unreal and you just can't make stuff like that up that I'm, I have to remember like that actually really did happen. <laughs> and that's usually how it feels when you witness a miracle. So Anyways, um, I was able to pay my rent that month, uh, and that just opened up this whole other side of Jesus that I have not, I had not personally experienced, uh, and it was Him as provider. And so, to be honest with you, I still am not working. I thought, you know, that as soon as I got down here, that was what God was calling me to, was to just get back into the hospital and start working and making money uh, and doing what I wanted to do. But the Lord has had me in a season of openly trusting Him with my finances, and it has been one of the most uncomfortable seasons of my life um, just because it's not normal and it's against every most cultural norms um, to not be working usually people assume that it's because you're lazy or I don't even know, but it's just been so hard 
um, at times to just die to the approval of man and honestly just uh, watching the Lord dethrone the idol of money in my own heart and coming to this place where like I have to ask myself do I actually believe that you're enough even if I don't know where my food's going to come from even if I don't know where my rent's going to come from even if I don't know what tomorrow brings as far as needs and uh provision do I believe the reality of Matthew 6 about him taking care of the birds and giving them what they need like how much more does he care for me uh and he takes care of the wildflowers and clothes them in beauty how much more much value am I than that and there's so many places in scripture that just talk about the Lord being concerned about our our needs and that we don't have to worry and that we don't have to toil or strive because we have a heavenly father that sees those things and knows those things and so I'm not saying that you should quit your job unless God's telling you to do that don't do that Um, because if it's not his will then it's not his bill Uh, but for my specific situation since I have moved here that is what God has asked me to do is to not work and it has been really hard to open up my hands and just let God have full control of my finances and my savings account and everything. Um, But it was just so cool at the same time, even though I didn't know what this was going to look like moving forward. When I first got here, that was the foot that me and the Lord started out on was him providing in such a abundant way that made no sense to me. Uh, And to be honest, I don't think I really understood him as provider. And people say, you know, like, whether you realize it or not, your job is his provision for you and the savings accounts that you have and all of the material things that you have, everything is from him. Um, But as far as working for your money, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like you're providing for yourself. Uh, And so I, to be honest, I have had a job since I was like, 13, 14, I started mowing lawns when I was really young before I could even actually have a a job. Um, And so my parents taught me a super valuable principle about if you want something, you work hard for it and you get it. And I'm so glad that my parents instilled such a good work ethic in me um, and taught me you know, that you take care of the things that you have and you value those things. Um, And that can take you a long way and those are good things good concepts to know and to live from um but for me I had never been put in a situation where it was either God was going to have to provide in a miraculous way or I wasn't going to be able to you know fill in the blank and so it was um something that was really uncomfortable and scary and I've been put in a lot of more situations like that the the longer that he's called me into this season um but it's been beautiful and the trust that has been established between me and him and understanding where my help comes from uh has been like nothing I could ever you know describe and I it's been so worth it all of the tears all of the fears all of the things all the phone calls that I've called my friends and you know 
wondered if I've actually lost my mind. Um, it's just, I wouldn't trade it for anything just because I've been able to see God's nature, um, not just like know it, but actually experience it. And so, um, I just want to encourage you today that I don't know where you're at financially. I don't know how you might have five jobs or you might have none. Um, but either way, I just want to challenge you that the Lord knows your needs and sees your needs. And sometimes he asks us to do crazy things like acts of generosity or acts of tithing and offering and, you know, doing things that don't logically make sense financially. Um, but it's because he's inviting you in to this deeper level of trust with him. He's not trying to be mean or to, you know, destroy you or bring you out into the wilderness to kill you. It's not that, even though sometimes it feels like that, it really is him wanting you to get to a place where your money and your nice things don't have you, that it's okay to have those things, but it cannot, um, be your security. And for me, that is what it has taught me is that my security does not come from a bank account. And if I have two pennies in my bank account, but I have Jesus, then I have enough. And that sounds insane, but that really is the place that that the Lord wants his children to be in, full dependence and full, full reliance on him. And what I have found personally that, um, is has been super sweet is when you are dependent on the Lord in really uncomfortable ways there is this intimacy that you get to have with Jesus that you really can't you can't have any other way and if I could say one thing about the past four and a half months in my life it is that I have never felt closer to the Lord um, and I've never felt more like seen and loved and known by him um and just taken care of. And so it really is that reality that he taught me on that first day that I prayed about needing needing rent money um, was just, hey, if you are a daughter or a son of the, of the king of the universe, then you have his inheritance, you have his name, you have everything you need, and you have a father in heaven that cares and knows and sees everything about your life, all of the little details. And so I'm not promising you that, you know, that it's always going to be rainbows and sunshine and that you're always going to have, you know, super nice things. I'm not saying that you're going to be rich because that's not what this is about, but it is about understanding that his heart is provision. And that just like when Abraham took Isaac up to Uh, Mount Moriah to sacrifice him he was Jehovah Jireh in that moment and provided a sacrifice and then you know you just see it all throughout history then Jesus himself was provision so that we could have eternal life and then you look at the Israelites all of the provision that they had he opens the Red Sea he lets manna fall from heaven he gives them quail he gives them water from a rock he gives them all of these things and um the the point of all of it is so that his people might know his ways and learn his nature and so for me um that is what the fruit of this has been and um i just i will never forget when he first told me to not work back in september 
um, and told me to just trust him with my finances, there was this fear in me that honestly made me feel like I was going to throw up because I just really didn't trust him like that. And I just remember praying and telling him, Lord, I will move to Dallas. I will quit my job. I will do the crazy thing. I'm not worried about approval of man. And I'm used to people looking at me like I have two heads when I tell them what I'm up to um, and what you've asked me to do. But this feels like too much. This feels like this feels scary. And I don't know if I trust you like that. And I just was honest with him. And I told him that. And um, so gently and kindly, the Holy Spirit just impressed upon my heart and said to me, it's okay. You don't have to get it. You don't have to do it. You can go get a job if you want to. He's like, I'm never going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But just know that what I'm inviting you into, if you don't do it, you will not be able to experience me the way that I am trying to show you. And so it was just such a a kind way of just being real with me and telling me, you know, the Lord always just invites us into deeper trust and, and bigger faith. He doesn't force us to do anything. And so I just want, I just felt like I was supposed to share that part because sometimes, you know, people get so caught up on what's God's will for my life and what is he asking me to do? And I, here's all these people that are doing all these radical things and I'm just working a nine to five job and he hasn't asked me to quit my job. He hasn't asked me to do those things. And like, first of all, your walk with the Lord is going to look 110 times different than mine. And he has a specific plan for you. But what I do want to challenge you in is just saying yes, no matter what it looks like, because sometimes it's terrifying, but what he's inviting you into, it's not empty. It's not void. He has something for you. And it's not, it might not be like, oh, you, you get, you win a million dollars, but it's more of himself. He wants to give you more of himself. He wants to help you understand different sides of his nature better by asking you and calling you into obedience of what he has for you. And so, um, I just want to challenge you that if, if you are feeling convicted in any sort of way listening to this, um, it is totally out of love that he would ask you to do anything sacrificial. He he wants he wants all of you. He wants all of your heart. So if there are any areas that or any things of this world that have your heart, maybe it's money, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a human. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a boyfriend. I don't know. Um, but he is so after all of your heart. Like he wants your full blown attention. And it doesn't mean that you won't get to also have nice things or that he won't bless you abundantly um in days to come but surrendering surrendering everything at his feet and just saying you can take what you want you can say what you want and I am going to go where you go and do what you tell me to do there is this thrill in that that I honestly don't think that the world could ever offer um, because before I was following Jesus, I was so for, I just wanted adventure and adrenaline and I would do really reckless things because my heart wanted adventure and I was created for that. And I, and I was trying to find it in the world 
and none of those things satisfied. But what I can tell you is that following the Holy Spirit is the best adventure that you could ever sign up for. Um, And so I just want to encourage you today that no matter what Holy Spirit asks you to do, it is out of love and an invitation to to give him more of more you more of himself and also to just like invite you in to a really really fun life that has purpose and um a bigger purpose than just having a job and paying your bills and living the american dream or whatever dream that the world tells you to chase um but there's just so much more when you sign up to follow Jesus, no matter what it looks like. And so, um, I just am really excited to hear, I would love to hear how this podcast resonates with you. Um, and also just what it looks like for you to walk as a daughter or a son. You walk like a daughter, you talk like a daughter, you pray like a child of God, not like someone that, um, is on the outskirts, just hoping that, you know, God will listen to you. If you are in the family of God, then you have God's full attention. You have full access to Him to ask Him whatever you want. And if it lines up with His will and if it's what He's asked you to do, then He's going to be true to that. And so I think the best thing that I could tell you is that He really is who He says He is. And He doesn't, when He says He's a provider, He actually means it. He, he doesn't just say things like humans do. You know, we, we say a bunch of stuff that we don't actually mean or we don't think through. But when he says something or when he tells you he's going to do something, he actually does it. And so I can't wait to share more stories of the, this kind of same topic in the future. Um, I'm going to post a few more episodes in the weeks to come just about provision because it has been the huge mile marker for me over the past few months of what God is overall teaching me. Um, And I am really excited to just get to remember those memorial stones that I have with the Lord, but also get to share them with you and encourage you um, to believe that it's the same God, that your God is my God. And if you believe in Jesus, then if he can do that for me, then why wouldn't he do that for you? He's no respecter of man. We are all equal. And so I just want to encourage you um, to believe that he's a provider today. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me. And I hope that you leave encouraged, understanding that God truly is still in our midst today, performing financial miracles. Stay tuned for next week's miracle story. God bless you.